0: Once again, this is Tom Bartels from growfoodwell.com. And this is Darren Parmenter from CSU Extension.
1: People watching at the uh, Durango Farmer's Market.
0: Yeah, you were a bit distracted. There's lots of people going by. We're here on another on-site visit.
1: Yeah, we take to the streets, right? That's what we're, we're of the people, by the people.
0: Well, you should write that
1: down. I That's know. catchy. I feel like I should write it and have like 16 people sign it. But yeah, you see all these, uh, you see all these people you know and friendly faces and... Uh, I think we're going to walk around and maybe interview some folks. you want to do that?
0: What, what do we hope to accomplish here? What are we trying to find out at the farmer's market?
1: Really, I just want a, a pastry and a coffee and some carrots. That's what I'm trying to accomplish.
0: We're going to wander around and say hi to folks and see what's going on at the market. Yeah, talk to
1: some uh, producers, some folks who are selling some wares and some food, and uh, who knows where this is going to take us.
0: All right, here we go. Well, here's an unsuspecting uh, market patron. This is unsolicited. Do you listen to Garden Guys? Every week. No way.
2: Every week in the garden with my earbuds on.
0: And do you take our advice at all?
2: Always. Trimmed my tomatoes, just as you said. Staked them up. Uh, actually, are the compost bins there were from your design, Tom. And I've got four of them that my son made out of pallets. And um, I wish I had a bag of the compost to show you. What I made with your
1: recipe. I'm overwhelmed with pride. How about you? <laughs> I know this is like our first person we've talked to. This,
0: <laughs> this is actually the first time we've met a person during a production where they said they even listens to us, let alone <laughs> did something we asked. Yeah, they yeah. take our advice. This is yeah. crazy.
2: Well, if I'm if I'm not in the garden, then I might even take notes. Huh. But I know I can go back and you know listen to it in the
0: archives. Now how do you how do you go back and listen to it?
2: I actually have it bookmarked right to the Garden Guys, so I don't have to go through all the Hazara, you know, through going through KSUT, all the different tabs. I just go straight there, you know.
0: Yeah, this is the inflation of Darren and my <laughs> egos that's, that's floating up. We're about six feet off the ground right now, just for those listeners. But Darren's got, he's bringing off some $20 bills, giving it to this nice woman <laughs> for the advice that cheese at cave others to listen to Garden Guys.
1: We just have to do a precursor here that Lauren's mom is Mary Jackson, who is the queen. The
0: premier queen of gardening in La Plata County. (laughs) Yes,
1: and so Lauren is following right in her mom's footsteps.
0: Yes. It's it's generational then that she gave you the bug. Uh, Definitely, definitely. She's also a certified master gardener now. (laughs) And where did you learn to be a master gardener?
2: Well, that might be from Darren and (laughs) the county. I feel like we may need
1: to go over to the master gardener (laughs) booth and see how that knowledge progresses to our young apprentices, the grasshoppers. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, yeah, we are at the uh, Colorado State University Master Gardener booth. We've got um, two wonderful Master Gardeners here. We've got Christine and Lori. Who, uh,
0: how many times have you guys done this so far this year? It's my third. Your third. And what's the best question that you guys have answered that you think was really fun to answer?
3: Well, the hardest ones are when people walk up to the booth and go, well, I have an insect, and then that's all they say. <laughs> we're like, oh, us a little bit more about that. What does it look like? When does it come? What's it doing?
0: That's an important part of uh, working with plants instead of against plants.
3: So, and it's actually sort of part of why we have, like, flowers from a real garden out here this morning and talking about pollinators and um, you know i'm just trying to help people make that transition to growing more things that actually are more native to here
1: if you guys could grow one plant in your garden and you don't have to say a vegetable just because i'm standing here but if you could grow one thing in your garden what would it be
4: I'm still trying to grow asparagus. I've had some success and some failure, but I'm at 7,400 altitude. So if you have any particular advice, I'd be happy.
0: Uh, Relocate?
4: (laughs)
3: Maybe. Well, I would love to grow artichokes, and I'm in awe of the farmers here who can grow them.
1: Yeah, they're a tough one to grow because you either got to trick them into growing one year or you have to overwinter them because they are a biennial. So those are tough. And then Laura, you mentioned the pollinator piece. Do you guys, do both you and Christine have a bunch of pollinator plants in your garden?
3: Absolutely. Um, And in fact, last summer I started a pollinator garden in the front of the house. It would be kind of a cool demonstration for my neighbors. I've put in pollinators um, because I want those hummingbirds. I want to see them outside my office window, but I'm not going to hang food out there that attracts bears.
4: A gentleman a while ago saw our information sheet about wild bees. He has a picture, and I would love to see him again, because Lori wasn't here, the pollinator person. He had a picture of little wild bees, yellow, very yellow, that appeared to be sleeping in his blue native flower. And they had their little bee behind <laughs> sticking out, and they were just sleeping like, and I had never seen that. Have you?
0: I have. Yeah, I've seen bees sleeping in flowers a lot. They they just hang out, wouldn't you? It's such a comfortable little place.
4: We wondered that maybe they had OD'd on the nectar or something. Or I did. I wondered. <laughs> so that's common. It's not unusual. Are they sleeping?
1: I mean, I don't know if they're like truly sleeping, but they have gone into a rest period. Yeah, and they do have cute Wait, is that
0: what you do midday at the office? <laughs>
1: That's what AC does to me, yeah. Air conditioning makes me sleepy, and I curl under my desk. Yeah, you only see my little bit of a, you know, plumber's crack or something sticking out. That's when the my admin knows that, uh, oh, i got to give 10 more minutes. I'm not going to walk in there.
0: Yeah. yeah, Darren's in the blossom. He's hanging out. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, if you guys could give, uh, you know, we always we do a class every year. We do a Master Gardener class every year. Um, we always are excited to have more and more volunteers just because it offers that community outreach that folks do at the market. They do at local gardens. They do through some of those organizations we help and try to help like MANA or Durango Botanic Gardens. Um, if there's anything that you could, uh, let our listeners know as to why they should take the class, that would be wonderful for me because it would, uh, save me some money on marketing dollars.
3: And we all know how cheap you are, so we'll just go for this answer here.
1: <laughs> okay, that's five more hours from you that I need for volunteering.
3: So I actually just earlier this morning said to somebody, I originally took the class because I've been able to grow things everywhere in the world I have lived, but not here. And so selfishly just trying to figure out like, where have I moved to and what am I going to be able to do here? But the opportunity is like this Saturday morning. I love coming and doing this because it's an interaction with the community and I learn as much every Saturday morning as I feel like I impart to other folks. People come with interesting questions or ideas and we're just able to talk through like how to grow things successfully here, whether it's food or my passion, which are flowering pollinator plants and just reintroducing natives and all of those things. I just think it's such a cool opportunity and a way to engage with the with the folks we all are in community with. There's not only the educational
4: component in connecting with the community. I think we've also been helpful in beautifying Durango and growing our own food and or you name it. I am continually learning, and while the class helped me a lot, uh, I still feel like a beginner. So, that's why I'm here. Thank you so much for your in- involvement in the program
0: and uh, answering so many questions for these good people out here.
4: Thank you for your program. I really love it.
0: Hi, how are you? Here we have an unsuspecting person. Who is this that we're, we're, that you just grabbed out of the crowd, Darren? Well, we, we tried
1: to find her at the market booth, but she was out doing the market manager job. But, yes, this is Melanie, the Durango Farmer's market manager. Hello, Melanie.
5: Hi, guys out in Radio Land. <laughs> so
0: tell us about the market this year. How's it going compared to years past, and, and how does it feel like the farmers are doing this year
5: Um, we have more local farmers and ag vendors um, this year than we have in years past we've got around 40 it's fantastic Um, and we do try and recruit new uh, farmers and ranchers from our five county area Um, but we have a lot of value-added vendors and ready-to-eat food vendors this year too and that's been a real plus for the market So we have about 102 approved vendors in total. That's not to say that's where we're going to end because people do like to apply mid-season and we're happy to review an application mid-season. But, yeah, this is the most, the highest number of vendors that we have ever had.
1: Now, do you guys guys take vendors from anywhere, across anywhere, or is there a, a radius that you guys kind of pull from?
5: We have a strict five-county radius, so that includes La Plata County and then all four neighboring counties adjacent to us. So that does include San Juan County, New Mexico as well.
1: Anybody from San Juan County, anybody from Silverton going to come down and hop their... uh rhubarb or whatever That's i wish thing you could grow in silverton
5: i wish i've been trying to get some rhubarb pies down here for years we have one artisan vendor that does come um down here from the silverton area if she doesn't sell out at the ridgeway market which happens on friday so
1: so we have folks from montezuma county Yep. absolutely folks coming from as far as pleasant view so like the roar farms they absolutely. come all the way from pleasant view we have folks from La Plata County, obviously, San Juan County, so Cedar Mesa area down to Farmington. Yes. Um, Arch- anybody from Archuleta County, anybody from the Pagosa come over?
5: We do have two vendors from the Pagosa area. One is a value-added vendor, um, a bakery, Right Natural Bakery, and then we also have an artisan vendor. Um, she makes her own skincare creams.
1: And what's the biggest benefit of someone to get? Now we all like anywhere you can get local produce, good deal, right? Like we don't always care where you get it. But what's that big benefit of coming to the uh, the markets in and around Southwest Colorado and Northern New Mexico? What's the benefit for people to come and and buy food there?
5: Well, I think we're all pretty well versed in the carbon footprint and the reduction of that when you buy the local food. Um, and I think anytime you taste one of. For example, Emily Jensen's carrots from Homegrown Farm, you automatically know that it just tastes better than a grocery store carrot. There's just simply that taste factor. You know that it's fresh. You know that these tomatoes that you're buying from Chuck Berry of Stone Free Farm were probably picked the day before. And that's just not something that you can get when you go to a grocery store.
1: We're we're standing here next to Homegrown, and I already said I was going to get carrots, and I'm watching the carrots leave the table. <laughs> Like, like are you getting bats. nervous? Yes, I'm pulling my farmer market bucks just to make sure Emily can hold some carrots for me because they are getting like down there in numbers.
5: As a manager, it's kind of hard to shop because I, I have to take time to go around in the morning and put stuff on reserve. Because yeah. <laughs> if I don't do my shopping until the end of the day, it's just all gone.
1: <laughs> so that, that brings up a good point. So it is, it's a good idea to get down here early just because, you know, especially now not everything is coming into harvest, so... If you get down here, you know, 11, 30, or 12, there may be some stuff.
0: There'll definitely still be some crafts, but... So, what are the hours of operation, and how long does the market go this year?
5: We open sharp at 8 a.m. Please don't try to buy produce before then, because hopefully our vendors won't sell it to you. It's a safety issue. We go until 12 noon um, every Saturday through the end of September, and the, months, or the hours for the month of October, we start at 9 a.m., and we go until 12 noon for the month of October.
1: And then you get some holiday markets as well for Thanksgiving and um, the winter holidays?
5: Yes, we have one market in November. That's always the Saturday before Thanksgiving. And then we have one market in December, which is three Saturdays after that. It's usually the second Saturday of December.
1: I'm always so impressed how much produce you can buy at those winter markets. Even though we've had hard freezes and a lot of production is gone, you can still get really good produce in November and December around here
5: fields to plate last year brought in so many roma tomatoes and they were gorgeous
1: (laughs) this is what's amazing like when you used to come to the market and you get a tomato and you know like maybe july was kind of when tomatoes would start to come on and then october they'd be gone because everybody frees out now you can get tomatoes almost like one of the first couple weeks of market and you can get them all the way through the holiday market so it shows you uh what farmers are doing in terms of investing in their property to get that season extension.
5: Absolutely. it's It's been incredible. And even the rowers have their winter CSA, and they are providing fresh greens in January and February. It's pretty incredible.
0: So, Melanie, first off, thank you so much for being on mic here with the garden guys. And number two, can you just give me a random number between one and ten?
5: Seven and and a half.
0: Okay, so we have to go to the seven-and-a-half booth from here. This, this is, is on Carrie Potter. And, yeah, and interview whoever that is. Okay? <laughs> the half booth. Thank you so, so much. Gonna have,
1: Tom's going to run into a wall to find the half booth. <laughs> <laughs> you get to the other
0: land. Because we're kind of spinning spinning the dial to see who do we inter- interview next. And, and the growers are next on our list, and we're going to go to the seven-and-a-half booth. You Sounds ready? Good. We're off. Okay, thank have you. Fun. Okay, we're at seven-and-a-half. Uh, what's the the booth here?
1: This is Alex. Tell us what uh, the name of your farm is.
6: Yeah, it's a little esoteric. It's called Serotny Farms.
0: And what does that mean?
6: Yeah, Serotny is a botanical term. Uh, It refers to a seed that requires some kind of environmental trigger to germinate, so like fire.
1: I like that. That's better than just like a really basic, like the farm.
6: I don't know. It's actually a little complicated, and everybody thinks it's serotonin, which is fine. Serotonin is good.
1: So, Alex is a beginning farmer, we could say, right? So she, and she can tell us the story, but um, I always feel like the market's a great place for some of our young and beginning farmers to uh, establish their name and establish their foothold. So, just give us a little background on kind of where you are, what you farm, and um, why you're here.
6: So, farming is a second career for me, and I am, this is my second season growing on my own, on my own land. But I... Retired from working as a clinical social worker, primarily in homelessness, a couple of years ago. And um, in the midst of that career, I had the incredible fortune to not only take the Master Gardener course with our own Whoa, Darren Parlinger.
0: That. that was unsolicited
1: <laughs> that was 100% once again. How do you, do,
6: you do that? <laughs> I'll give
0: me a five bucks later.
6: Okay, awesome. Uh, yeah, I also got to work for Dave Benga of, of Benga's Farm Infamy. Infamy. Um, and just fell in love with the work. I recall very well being in Dave's Field and weeding and just looking up and thinking, oh my gosh, this is the life. How do I make this happen for myself? Um, So the privilege of making everything align and making this my primary job is not lost on me. I know a lot of people dream about this, and I'm super grateful to be here and work in the long hours and uh, tremendously grateful to the Durango community, who's just incredibly supportive of local foods and and beginning farmers.
1: So you're in year two, right? Year two? Okay, so year two. What has been the biggest struggle for you where you're at over outside of Minkus?
6: Um, (laughs) Other than the grasshoppers, Uh, I think. uh, Yeah, I mean, the the grasshopper plague of uh, 2021 was no joke. Um, but you know most of us survived and uh, a lot of plants didn't but um, aside from that I think as a beginning farmer the the hardest thing is just the the, having the startup capital for all the infrastructure Um, and just, just figuring out how to triage needs right like Do I really need shade, or do I need a cooling system for my vegetables? Like, what do you know? Do I need a washing station versus a place to, you know, close the door for my tools? Um, So that's that has definitely been a challenge, Um, and I think, you know, you just have to look at it as a multi-year process and and think about how, you know, you're you're never gonna take for granted running water or shade or cooling system. I mean, you're, you just, you will never take that for granted again for the rest of your life once you have existed in a season without it.
1: Still smiling, like on a Saturday. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot. But I could tell you, like, if you look at uh, the booth here, there's not much left. You are rocking and rolling.
6: Yeah, I, I super appreciate the community here. Um, I mean, I really couldn't be doing what I'm doing without this level of support. It's extraordinary.
0: Thank you so much. Keep working hard.
6: Thank
0: you. Hi, we're just uh, pulling over shoppers at random and asking, what's in your bag,
2: ma'am? Banga Farms carrots and about to be Offbeat Farms snap peas.
0: So So you get your snap peas and carrots at this market. Are those the key items you usually look for? Uh,
2: Yes, and sometimes, like when the summer vegetables come in, eggplants things like that but things that haven't happened yet in my garden is what i look for
0: <laughs> well so you do enjoy coming to the durango farmer's market
2: Definitely, yeah today we came for the music because our friends are playing and i figured fresh produce is always a good thing look even if the super gardening dude has fresh produce in his hands
0: she's pointing at darren who has two fresh onions in his hands they look like maracas yeah well i'm gonna join the band i want to see this we're going up to the band thank you so much you're welcome bye another unsuspecting shopper excuse me ma'am what's in your bag
3: uh i have lettuce uh scallions radishes and uh snap peas
1: Okay, so we're gonna play twenty questions here or twenty guesses. Are you making a salad out of those
0: ingredients?
3: I can always make a salad. Yes, they just all look beautiful.
0: Oh, my. <laughs> oh, so you shop by visual. So you look for the stuff that just looks like it's yes. the peak.
3: Yes, yes, and I also know the young gal um, that grows the food. So I had to stop in and uh, yeah, support. Nice.
1: You're supporting That's pretty a farm. fun. Nice, good job. We appreciate that. Very good. That's Thank right.
3: you. I really enjoyed the Latin uh, segment oh. <laughs> that you guys had. That was good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much. Well, enjoy your day. Thank you. So we're just uh, we're just walking the farmers market and talking to vendors, producers, buyers. Um, so we're at the old fort. Is anybody in this booth willing to give the 15 second elevator speech on the old fort at
4: Hesperus.
7: So, the old fort at Hesperus is a property owned by the state of Colorado. Uh, we have a farmer training program. We got 12 participants this year. Uh, we're growing on roughly three acres. We're organic practices, we're not certified, but we use no pesticides or herbicides. Um, but we're doing classes out there uh, this year in the new yurt that we built, and we also have an incubator program. So anybody who wants to uh, rent out land and start their own farm can, can come and do that. Um, that's what I'm doing. I'm Quinn Reasonman. I've got a little incubator farm right now in addition to managing the garden space. So, And what are you seeing as far as the
0: challenges out there this year for this season's growing?
7: Challenges is more infrastructural. Uh, everything's pretty spread out there. It's a huge property and just this last week we've We had some, like, pump difficulties. The pump, like, basically exploded, and that's the only way that we can get water to everything. So we've been kind of scrambling around trying to figure out how to water stuff. But uh, things are still alive, and they're looking uh, thirsty.
0: Sounds like you're adapting well. The the produce looks great here at the table. And what seems to be coming on strong this year as far as produce?
7: This year we have uh, really—we planted a bunch of uh, blue corn up at the field and we did we're doing an irrigated plot and a dry land plot and the corn looks super healthy right now it's like two and a half feet tall just like really beautiful so is
0: this hopi blue flower corn
7: it is yeah brandon francis uh who works down in farmington at the at the college there he comes every year and helps us plant stuff well thank you very much yeah thank you guys enjoy your day good luck with the rest of your programming today thanks (laughs) do we have
8: to say good things about darren
0: Absolutely not. That's
8: not necessary. Yeah, I work
0: for the government. You're
1: screwed if you don't.
0: (laughs) So we just uh, were talking to the people at the Old Fort and how they had an incubator program for farmers. Yeah. And now we're next door at Field to Plate, which is a farm that started
8: at the Old Fort. Is that correct? That is correct. You're talking to Max Fields, the one and only right here.
0: (laughs) And how's it going now that you're in the... You know, out at large uh, as a farmer here in Durango.
8: Oh my goodness, it's absolutely wonderful. Couldn't have asked for a, a better place to farm and a better start to our farming uh, farming business. We've actually been at it now, including the old fort years. For next year's our 10 year anniversary wow. for Fields to Plate. Can you believe awesome. that, Darren?
7: Congratulations! I know
8: man. it is awesome fantastic. We uh, we're super stoked. So so you
1: you started out the old fort and then you guys have kind of moved around a lot, but. You seem to have settled into
8: a location. Where is that space at? We are in the Animus Valley, up County Road 250, right across from the Bar D. People usually associate the little farm stand, little farm stand with the wood siding and the metal signage on it, uh, open Monday through Friday. Better pitch that, you know. Um, And then all the sheep out in the pasture there, too. Uh, We raise about 500 heritage navajo churro sheep for grass-fed lamb do 10 acres of certified organic vegetables and then we do all our own hay uh for the for the sheep over the winter so we do about 60 70 acres of hay
0: it sounds like they've closed the loop up there they do everything (laughs) themselves
1: yeah Yeah. when do you guys sleep that's the question right yeah yeah
8: what farmer
0: sleeps (laughs) so what's coming on strong this year what do you see as the best growers on this particular season
8: well always beets and carrots there's uh That's what you guys do, we are known for our carrots, the best and sweetest okay. carrots around.
0: And what kind of carrots are you growing?
8: Uh we grow a orange storage carrot variety, um secret secret variety, <laughs> never tell. <laughs> Even though you anyone can can figure it out, but we're not going to tell you. Um, <laughs> you have to
0: come taste it. It's the method
8: it of growth, right? It's yeah. where we're growing, it's how we're growing them. Also a patented secret, but it's all right. You come to Fields to Play, you can get the best carrots and root vegetables in general. I mean, everything we're growing is producing like crazy. And at this point, we grow a ton of coal crops, broccoli, cauliflower, ton of tomatoes. We have maybe close to 10,000 square feet of greenhouse space now and then increasing every year.
0: So for those uh, shoppers that have, for some reason, unbeknownst to us, have not made it to the farmer's market this year yet, what would you say to inspire them to come down?
8: Well, there's two really handsome farmers over at Fields to Plate that you can come see.
7: So that's Dave (laughs) and somebody else? I don't know. (laughs) I'm sorry, sorry, three. So that's
8: number one. But besides that, I mean, you know, just in all seriousness, just coming to this market is so unique in the sense that it's agriculturally focused. So there's so many farmers here. Yeah. And most of the farmers who you're talking to and buying produce from are the people actually growing it. So Melanie has done an excellent job growing this farmer's market into what it is now.
1: As much as we want to joke around with Max and James here at Feels the Plate, they're the epitome of doing things right, right? Like, so, you start small. They, right. they scrounge. They find things. They get little pieces of property here and there. scrappy. They are scrappy. But then you get to the point where they are now certified organic. They run sheep. They're diverse. They cut hay. And they grow really good vegetables indoors in greenhouses under cover, and outdoors. So they are uh, they're the good success story here
8: in uh, La Plata County. And thank you very much yes. for your time. Uh, I, it's a pleasure talking with you guys, the Garden Bros.
2: You are rocking the Garden Show.
0: See, Darren, I, I don't know. I've never realized how many people are listening.
1: Come into the market for positive affirmation. So, but so, we're I'm going to ask them what's in your bag. Okay, okay. you're going to tell me what's in your bag, and then you tell me what you're going to make out of all that food.
2: The fresh arugula is, of course, watermelon arugula salad. The fresh carrots are uh, carrot raisins salad. And the um, kale will be smoothies or kale chips. For her,
1: smoothies. For me, ice cream, blueberries, (laughs) strawberries, and honey. Are are you happy with all the food that's in here? Because it sounds like you're going to be eating a lot of salads and smoothies.
0: A lot of hay, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of hay for an old guy.
1: Is there a pound of ground beef in the bottom or anything? There
0: should be. Yeah. I might find some roadkill on the way home. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you very much. You just pulled me into this booth that's uh, looking like they're growing mushrooms. What is this? I
1: mean, what was the joke? The two mushrooms walk into a bar, and one says, starting to pick up a date, and says, hey...
0: I'm a fun guy. Have you heard that one before? <laughs> no, but I am yeah. a humble fun guy. So that's the business name here, humble yeah. fungi. That is yes. And you're out of Aztec. It looks like now. Explain to me what you've got here on the table.
1: Our main varieties are oyster, lion's mane. We have a chestnut and shiitake, and then we do king oysters sometimes too. Are
0: you uh, selling? It looks like you're selling grow blocks too. Can people grow their own mushrooms with these?
1: Yeah, the grow blocks are basically how we grow them. They're really simple. The main thing you have to do is yeah. just mist them regularly, and they'll, they'll fruit kind of wherever you put them. So, I usually do the oyster or the lions. Made with those, just because they're a little simpler.
0: And how's the response been to people at the market with the mushrooms this year?
1: Oh, mushrooms are just skyrocketing in popularity. Everyone's catching on to their to their benefits and health benefits, and um, just how important they are for uh, for a good diet and uh, lifestyle. So, how do you guys grow? this impressive amount of fungi down in Aztec uh, so I do it all in- indoors in an insulated barn because the mushrooms like it cool well you're succeeding at the towns because these are gorgeous so thank you guys thank you very much but that was fun huh let's see we got uh, got some fresh onions some carrots May I go get a balloon animal or a balloon sword. got a new sword. fun
0: guy joke? Yeah. So we've just barely touched a very small percentage of the market growers here and all the value-added booths and the music. It's quite an event every Saturday down here in Durango. We also want to remind folks,
1: this is one of many markets here in southwest Colorado. You know, we have a, a market in Bayfield. There's a market in Mancus, Cortez, Dolores. You know, here in Durango, one down in Farmington. So again, if you if you're closer to some other location, wherever you go, there's a good chance you're gonna be supporting a local farmer.
0: You're gonna get really good food and you might get food that on occasion has blemishes or something, because it's real and it was grown here, and those of you that are trying to grow your stuff at home, you know that carrots come out crooked sometimes and all kinds of stuff happens, but it's really good food and you know you get what you get. And you don't throw a fit, kids. Thanks. We'll see you next week.